スキャンケチ My claps are always on point. Um, this is exciting. Do you think this is exciting? What? That you're having to do all the work? Well, I would be more excited if I had a decent laptop. Mm. That is the big problem with it, is that my laptop is slow, keeps crashing. I'm too poor to buy a new one. Yeah. Um, that would, like... I wouldn't mind editing. I would edit for the show more often if I had a working laptop. Mm. Yeah, this is my thing with both podcasts that I do <laughs> is that I get you get to come round and do the fun stuff you get to come round we hang out we watch a movie we have a couple of beers we have some pizza and then after this we just come we hang out we have a nice chat nice hour and a bit chat about the movie we watched and it's always good fun and then you get to fuck off <laughs> and then really just on like the Tuesday have you, have you edited second opinion yet yeah I'm working on it daddy I'm a busy guy oh fuck <laughs> I asked once for the last episode, and only because the lost episode was a bit tricky to record. And I was just a consensus on the other side of that Facebook messenger going, you getting on okay? Is it all right? You know. <laughs> Look, I get you. But all I'm saying is, it is, it is genuinely quite satisfying sitting down to record this episode and being like, after this, after we hit stop, it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. It's not my problem at all. It's all your problem. I have given you some notes. Okay. Hopefully the theme song to Rampage played us in there. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's maybe all gone wrong. That's you know? Or maybe you've taken some creative license. Yeah. And you've done your own creative. Maybe I've gone thing. in my own direction. Maybe I feel you've... like to help me, Scott Morrison, what you should do every so often in this podcast is just give me some support editing. Like, give me some encouraging words that I can listen back to later, that I can hear and I'm like, oh Yeah. See, what I think I might actually do instead right. of your idea is, what I might do is, I've actually, your wallet is nearby, I might read out things like your <laughs> debit card number on the, so that you have to go edit things out. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. So that'll keep you on your toes. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in America when this episode comes out. Yeah. So you have to edit it. Yeah. We're recording this two days before I leave. Hmm. Um, um, but like this one won't come out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. This, this episode. Start, so this will come out kind of, yeah, about a week and a bit into my trip. You excited? I'm pretty excited. You excited to see this land of movies? But that's the thing is we, so we just, the movie we're talking about, you'll have seen it from the title. The title. Talking about Rampage. Unless I change the title. You it's up to you me. Wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't. You <laughs> wouldn't. I'll have your head. Oh, oh! So you fucking watch yourself. <laughs> Feel free to edit out threats. <laughs> I'll just, just, I'll get a couple of uh, at the end after we record, get a couple of compliments, just dry, just cut and like you just uh, cut them either side. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be secretly recording me for quite a long time to get some. Compliments. Oh, oh, oh God! Yeah. Like, what is your approval? Because I never have a father figure. <laughs> Come on. Um. So yeah, like we just saw Rampage, and a huge chunk of that is set in LA. Yeah, it Chicago. Was so- is Chicago, where's Chicago in relation to LA? Well, no. Okay, right. A bit of it was in LA. Okay, sorry. I, no, I genuinely was confused. Chicago Maybe not a huge chunk of it was set in LA. Maybe a small... <laughs> the bit when the, where... What's-her-face? Uh, Moneypenny from, Sky, from Skyfall 
Yeah. She lives in LA. You saw a little lance. Yeah. You saw a little... I wasn't actually deliberately meant to undermine you. I was just genuinely like... See, now this, if I was editing, this would be an edit point, because it makes me look silly. <laughs> and said I'm going to emphasize it. Like, it's going to be on repeat for a while. <laughs> um, I'll make it into a remix. That would be crazy. If you turn this into, like, if you have loads of, like, sound effects and stuff like that, it's like a ra- like a crap radio show where they have, like, a soundboard. <laughs> if you turn it into that, that would be amazing. Like, hey, everybody, welcome to uh, Second Opinion Movie Podcast. <laughs> that'd be cool but please don't okay okay um so there's a okay there's a bit of it in la fucking danny (laughs) and it was so surreal watching it and thinking i'm gonna be there in about four days time and it is just like what you were saying it's this kind of it to us to people who have never been to america america feels so removed that fantasize. Yeah, because it's just this—it's the setting of so many movies that we've seen. Because hmm. it's weird that like that that one scene is set in L.A., but like we recognize it straight away because we've seen so much. Yeah, of L.A. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we've, yeah. Like until until you next week, wouldn't we? Two people who've never been to L.A. So never we know, been. Know nothing about it. So it's weird that we can recognize it. So like you'd recognize New York. In fact, um I have a um picture of a skyline in my flat. Yeah. And friend of the podcast Michael Dart came over and we had a long discussion about what skyline we thought it was. But, you know, I don't know about Michael Dart, but I've never been to any of the cities I was yeah. describing, but yeah. yet I could still you can tell that I it's could New York. still have yeah. guesses and stuff. Yeah. Um it is going to be interesting as well, I think just seeing the non-landmark parts as well. Hmm. Just seeing just a street in LA and mm. thinking people live here and it's not just movie town yeah. it's gonna be strange apparently LA's bad for traffic yeah well I'm only there for a few days I think the one that's really gonna blow my mind is Vegas yeah I think that that, so... that just feels like the land of uh, sort of in overindulgence yes. almost yeah uh, and you'll see where the hangover was made where the hangover was made and probably other the films. bit in Conair where the plane <laughs> crashes in vegas at the end spoilers have you seen conair yes good i only just saw conair recently Not really. but i was actually gonna bring conair up at some point today yeah because i thought it was relevant to what we're gonna talk okay, about so we'll do our, our patented we'll come back to conair we'll come back to conair come back to conair you always have to come back to conair <laughs> yeah, at some obviously. point that's yeah that's why we call it the comeback yeah. to conair that's segment. why this show is called come back to conair how how sensitive are you going to be about do you reckon um, Tell me, what are you going to ask here, Danny? I'm, oh, I'm bracing. How, how, how sensitive, or do you think it's not going to be an issue at all if you, um, if the tr- topic of the Trump administration comes up at any point? Do you reckon? Because like, <clears throat> that's again something that's almost quite alienated to us. Because like it's a thing that's happening, and you're watching it. But like you'd, you're about to go into a country where their leader is Donald Trump. Yeah. It's not just oh he's the leader of America. It's Oh, this guy stood right next to me. He's his commander in chief is Donald Trump. Yeah, How's that gonna yeah, feel? Yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> I can't remember who told me to say this. I wish I could so I could credit them properly. But someone, one of my friends from Aberdeen, because I'm from Aberdeen, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, he suggested that if the conversation comes up, all I have to say is, "Well, I hated Donald Trump before." He was even a potential yeah. president because he ruined our. But he ruined Balmedy Beach to make a shitty golf course. 
Um, so I can say that. I have like a sort of personal tie to Donald Trump. And so I'll be like, none against him as a president. I have lots against him as a president. But to them, I'll be like, no, no, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> but he ruined our beaches. And he pushed that, that they tried to push those old people out of their homes mm. and he cut their water supply off. Last I checked, they still don't have water. Really? I'm not sure. <laughs> that could be a... <laughs> no, will they? There's no <laughs> way they've lived for... There's They'll no... never go off to Balmedy. There's no way they've lived for eight They'll call years it Balmedy. Water, have they? What? There's no way they've lived for no. eight years without water. No. They have um, to have had that fixed. I, I lived in... Because surely Trump's just forgotten. He's yeah. not in, a, in the White House thinking, oh, I wonder how <laughs> the old beach in Balmedy's getting on. Because hmm. um, I, I lived in the, the small village next door to Balmedy. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, Potterton, that's where yeah. I lived and that's like, I remember when it all happened and there was just, uh, everybody had signs up in their grass it was like, because Potterton's crazy close to Balmedy, like people in Potterton yeah. go to Balmedy Primary School, yeah. like it it was a huge thing and just remembering that's who Donald Trump was that was my first introduction to I, him um, was through the, the sort of Balmedy Beach scandal. Hi, <laughs> That was so long ago now. It was. Long ago. There's been two documentaries about it. Um, we didn't like him. We weren't a fan. No, we weren't I'm not. Fan. I wasn't a fan of him then. I'm not a bloody fan of him now. <laughs> no. But at least he's off my turf. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's it. Just, it'll be fascinating. Again, like that sort of iconography, it'll be fascinating to see like you, you hmm. meeting people under that administration. It, they, they, I think then it might even feel real. Yeah, like that's actually people affected by it. Um, I get the feeling it's not going to be no, all that. Pr- yeah. dry. I mean, it's definitely a, so much of what's going on. I think is very sensationalized in the in the news. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I am <clears throat> <clears throat> just going to be lots of regular people, average sure. shows. Yeah, um, yeah. average shows like us, just people who are just living their trying to live their lives. Like, because we. When I went around Europe last year and we met lots of people and people who weren't from Britain always wanted to know about Brexit and yeah. the Scottish referendum and things like that. And Oh, they'll ask you about that. I say to them, especially with Brexit, it's that I'm like, well, we're, it's been voted for. Now we're just at the point where we're just getting on with it. Like, you know what I mean? We're just living day to day. It's not like something that we think about every minute of every day. Uh-huh. And I'm sure it's the same over there. Nobody, you know, nobody's letting Trump get to them that much. It's you gotta go... You gotta um, go about your day to day. Aye, uh, that's fair enough. I just it just almost doesn't seem so real. Yeah. Uh, is there any aspect of American culture you're excited to try? Like you've always heard about, but you're excited to try. I'm excited to try. Are you excited to see what people ex- like to be on the right side of the road? I'm excited to see this this food situation. Yeah, I've heard it's mm. bigger and better over there. I've heard it's bigger. Oh, I'm all about that. I'm not necessarily better. I've heard it's bigger, which I'm excited about. Um, I'm not excited. The main aspect I'm not excited for is this is this culture of tipping. Yeah, not excited for that because I that stresses me out. The idea of having to give a tip at the bar just for getting like a bottle of beer yeah. and having to give an extra dollar on top of what is probably an already very expensive beer. Aye, um, that stresses me out because I right now I tip waiters and waitresses. That's that's it. Hmm. I don't I don't tip taxi drivers because. They already cost a fortune. And there's not really that many other facets of our life that require 
Hmm. Tipping? Well, like in Britain, nobody really requires tipping. No, well, that's it. Because we all get paid, paid minimum well, wage. Yeah. In America, or minimum wage, yeah. Yeah. Um, like in America, it's different because um, tipping is subsidized for the rest of the wage, which is ridiculous. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it is very. I've thought about it. I've thought of going about it two ways. One is the first hostel I'm in in LA. I might just talk to the people and be like, who work there, and just be like, look, be honest with me. What is, what is the sort of rule? Like, how do you guys go about tipping when you're in a bar and things and like, like that? Oh, we 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 give. Yeah, it well, much. this is it. They could do like, oh, we give it all. You know, blah, blah. But ten dollars. The bro. other one I could do is just play an ignorant tourist and just fucking just do what I would do anyway and not tip. Because they don't, they don't, uh, they're not upfront with Cause that. Because it's very official either. as well. It's like, it's not just a. You leave a few dollars. It's like it's there's a very it's, oh no yeah. you tip it's tw- a you know twenty five percent here yeah I'm like that's I I've only got so much I'm there on a budget aye I have just over just over two thousand dollars which is around one thousand six hundred pounds that I brought with me for three weeks hmm. it's not it's not a whole unless you lot. make it big in Las Vegas unless I make it big in Las Vegas I am keeping some money aside to do some gambling do a little bit. Um, they're also not up front with their vats. Yep. Which is so... All these things I'm so stressed out about. I don't know how they live in a society where when they've got gathered up their shopping and they've tried to figure out how much it costs, it's then going to cost more than it says. Yeah. Just add it to the cost. <laughs> like, what are you doing over there? It works so simple over here. It's so simple over here. <laughs> if a thing says it costs 75 pence, it costs 75 pence. It's insane. <laughs> what? I feel like... This is my issue. This is my thing, is that even though I did Europe, which, obviously, non-English speaking countries, culture is very, quite different. Mm. Even though I've done that, America just feels like this whole other beast. Yeah. That... I don't understand. Even though it's another English-speaking country, Hmm. they seem to do things so wildly different to us that it's going to be hard for me to process that in such a short space of time. Yeah. The hope is that we meet some nice American people Hmm. who will help us, who will talk us through it. Who will guide us through their land. Hmm. Um, Anyway, we've talked for 15 minutes (laughs) about nothing. (laughs) So (laughs) would you want to introduce the show so we can get Uh, cracking? What's up, people of Peopletum? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. My name's Danny, and with me, my co-host, the albino monkey from Rampage, the movie we saw, Scott Morrison. That's me. Uh, big albino, albino gorilla. That was my nickname in uni. Yeah. I remember. You, you coined it. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who painted you white that one time yeah. when you fell asleep drunk. That's um, how you became the albino girl. <laughs> uh, so this is, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, this feels very sort of... A rid- old like, school. Old school second opinion. Um, I think, was the last one we did this for our Dark Tower? Yeah, that was our last cinematic one, I think, guy. Yeah. Wait, oh no, the great, the, was the Great Wall season two? That was before um, Dark Tower. Okay, Definitely. so Dark Tower is, yeah, Dark because it, Great Wall was January last year, wasn't it? Uh, so yeah, Dark Tower was the last one we did. So yeah. that was almost, that was about a year ago. Um, and this is a lot more um, straight up uh, movie than we, you, we've we been doing in our recent... Than we've been doing in a quite a while. Yeah, this yeah. one's more, yeah, this one's more straight. This one isn't quite as uh, offbeat or niche or like, this is quite, this is like, hey, there's a pop... Um, 
popcorn flick. It's got The Rock in it. Yeah. The mark of a, a film straight out of Hollywood now. <laughs> yeah. So it's got The Rock in it. You're rebooting a franchise? Get The Rock in it. Aye. Get The Rock in it. You want to do a big disaster movie? Get The Rock in it. Ah, he'll sell it. Disney? You guys making a little movie there? Get The Fucking Rock in it. Get to sing a song. Um, yeah, he's bloody doing all right, isn't he? Aye. Well, we... he, I think he's the highest paying actor. <laughs> he is, he's, isn't he? He's doing fine. How did that happen? I, he's charismatic, though. Didn't it used to be Mark Wahlberg? Did it? I'm sure it did. Did it? Did you like, that, that doesn't surprise me, but also it kind of surprises me. <laughs> did you know that Mark Wahlberg has a chain of burger joints in America called Wahlburgers? This is not a joke. You're going to try and find one? Oh, I could try and find one, couldn't I? Could I try and find one. A Wahlburgers? What's he up to? <laughs> it's a strange one. And I feel like the strangest is when um, he was to introduce the Pope when he came over to America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, what's the deal with the highest paid actors being people who didn't start off as actors? Because The Rock was a wrestler mm. and Mark Wahlberg was a rapper. There was Jim Carrey. He was the highest yeah I guess so yeah Arnold Schwarzenegger was at one time but he was a bodybuilder yeah uh, but Jim Carrey was like yeah I suppose he started in sort of stand up more but yeah but he's still I get, yeah. he's more yeah he's quite I an, he's actor, still an actor. actor I always think of Jim Carrey as an actor first yeah now I think of him as a mental case <laughs> but an interesting one he's certainly interesting um, I'll give him that yeah but like you can't you can't deny that Dwayne The Rock Johnson always brings a charismatic charm charismatic charm we to yeah. like to his films like he is like he's a good presence yeah he, like he makes these sorts of films fun we had a conversation about the rock when we came out of the cinema <laughs> yeah so we saw sort of recount what we were talking about he is a bizarre looking person he certainly is <laughs> and this is no discredit to him because he's not a, at all he's put a lot of work into his physique and it fucking he pays off he eats about 12 chickens a day or something like that some of those dry and just chickens. Dr- and rice and potato, all to keep that level of mass, which is impressive. It's an impressive. He's like he's just a Hulk. He is. A he's giant just a man, beast of a human being. I... Looks a bit like a thumb, though. <laughs> like if, you just had one, if you had one, though, tall, very just smooth-looking man with a very bald, small head compared to the rest of his body. I don't want to diss The Rock. No. I mean, he's not going to hear this. <laughs> I'll feel bad if he does. But he is just but a... we love him. He is just a strange looking man. And there's a shot in particular in this film where The Rock is uh, is parachuted out of a plane. And the camera is fixed. You know when you, 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 know when you go to yeah, turn like on your GoPro. camera and the, and the front camera comes on and you're looking at your phone? <laughs> it's never a good look. That's the shot on The Rock. You really get a sense of how strange his head is. It's very weirdly proportioned. Hmm. Maybe it was but just then the that shot. Was, yeah, it was also like probably like a... It was like a GoPro shot. Yeah, so like it would be like what fisheye lens or like a, like a sort of weird yeah. sort of wide, um, uh, wide angle lens. Um, it's a weird... Like, if we're going to talk about that shot briefly, it's a very awkward shot. It feels very much like The Rock is trying not to look into the camera. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so close <laughs> to his face. <laughs> and so every time it cuts to it, you kind of laugh because it's like he's just... It's, it, it's like he's trying to avoid dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a strange looking person, but like but he's, he's a very he impressive like, person. He's an impressive person. That's it. He, but he, just, his posture is very bad. I always think this when I look at the rock. <laughs> he has very bad so posture. Many notes. Like 
I, I occasionally do posture exercises because I don't have the best posture. He, I want to just sit him down and be like, look, it's it's really simple. You just do them twice a day for a little while. It takes a couple of minutes and it, it, it improves your... It, improves, it helps. Just stand up straight. But he's always... I don't know. It must just be the way his muscle... He must have so much muscle that his head is just sort of protruding forward <laughs> rather than up, and it's very strange. So you've got improvements for the highest paying actor in Hollywood. I right have now. some notes. <laughs> you reckon you could get him paid more? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is quite close by second behind him, so yeah, Maybe he, could, he could widen that gap. I think it's just a bald wrestler thing because John Cena kind of looks a bit like a thumb as well. Hmm. Well, it's probably just well, he's muscle. not bald though, is he? He's good. But I don't think The Rock suits hair. When you see pictures with him, yeah, when it's very thick and black, and you're like, like yeah. I just don't think you suit it. I think he definitely, he's definitely rocking the look he should be yeah, rocking. Yeah, definitely. Like he's he is, he's a handsome dude. Like I'm not going to fucking take that away from him. I think there is some films like he does jump. Like there's some films he looks fucking like in the Fast and Furious films, he looks like a fucking statue yeah, wall. Yeah, but then other films you're like, he looks a bit more human there. Yeah, it'd be strange. It would almost be strange to see the rocks trimmed down. I would. I think it'd be strange to see the rock in person. I feel like yeah. in my head, I yeah, would expect yeah. him to be an eight, nine foot man. But he's probably about our size. Yeah, he's probably about our size. He's probably not like that much taller. I bet he's got one heck of a fucking handshake. Oh. Like, I reckon he like crushes it's your friendly. Hand. It's friendly, but it's like... Do you reckon he goes with he's, the other He's... Because in this movie, they talk about gorillas uh, showing their dominance. Yeah. I reckon there's a little bit of that going on Ooh, in his handshake. I, I think he's like, he's friendly, but he's there's a little bit of like... A little bit of grip. But I reckon there. he goes with his other hand. Do you reckon? Like he goes, you shake hands, and then he goes. Oh, and he goes for the clamps. other hand. I think he is that guy. Yeah. I, I think I'm he so is. excited to see that he clamps your yeah, hand. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah. he's like a big eccentric American guy. Aye. I reckon he definitely. He's also does got that. some self confidence. Yeah. Have you seen like he's got <clears> an app, like a uh, rock alarm or something like that? Like it wakes you up. I think it's really early because the rock has to wake up. You know, to, yeah, because it takes time to eat those chickens. Yeah, to to see to smell what's cooking, he has got to got to get up. <laughs> Think about cooked. how many farms the rock has went through. <laughs> I just imagine him walking through farms eating chickens. <laughs> Not even, <laughs> but like, just think about like how many chickens. If he has genuinely eaten like seven meals a day, let's say hypothetically, four of them include chicken. <laughs> So what's seven times four? Daniel, do some math. Oh, 28. 28? That was not bad. That's 28 chickens a week? 28 times four is? Oh, come on, man. I did the, <laughs> I did the first one. You put me under the, on the spot. What's 28 times four? I bet uh, What's first times four? 120. I bet people uh, Is it a 114? Uh... What did we say? 28 times 4? Yeah, 140. That's 112. You were Aww. very close. 112. Times that by 12? <laughs> oh, shit. I put... What did I say? 112? Yeah. 112 times by 12. <laughs> 1,344 chickens a year. The rock would be going through. Why whole chickens, though? Well, oh, I suppose, yeah. Let, let's just let's just—it's a hypothetical, Daniel. Yeah. How many chickens did the Rock eat? <laughs> How many chickens would it take to fight the Rock? Highest-paid <laughs> actor in Hollywood—he can afford those chickens. Presumably, the Rock is more chicken now than man. 
They're calling him Yellow Belly. That's why he's so smooth. It's because they have to keep shaving the feathers off. <laughs> but then you got those sweet Dwayne the Rock Johnson And that's eggs. why his posture's really bad, because he's always bobbing his head <laughs> like a chicken. I figured it out. I've solved the, the, the conundrum of the rock. He's a giant chicken. He's a giant chicken man. <laughs> Fuck me, daddy. We are 25 minutes in. We've not even talked about We've the film. We've not even talked about the film. So... Rampage. You, yeah, do you want to kind of introduce the film? Like? Yes, the film is Rampage. It is about... Um, the Rock is a um, man who takes care of animals. There's a better word for it. Yeah, he's a... So, <laughs> he's, a, he's an ex-military man. Yeah. Who... Special forces. Special forces. Specifically, they took they dealt with poachers. Aye. Um, who now sort of studies and trains animals yeah uh, well like yeah Apes. specifically yeah yeah um so he's hanging out with what was the name of the ape the, the albino ape george 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 the ape he's hanging out with george yeah they're having a bloody good old time oh they're having a great time but oh there's a big evil company who's been doing some weird experiments in space <laughs> don't forget that part aye the opener of the movie <laughs> uh Something goes horribly wrong. Their experiments come crashing to Earth. And when they come into contact with the animals, George the monkey, Ralph the wolf, and a, a a, big an alligator. alligator that never gets a name. It doesn't get a personality. No. Um, it's an alligator. Because every story needs a good old-fashioned villain. Um, make it the big alligator. Aye. But um, So they come into contact with it and turn into giant, aggressive. angry, aggressive... Angry, strong, angry, rampaging monsters. It's convenient they're rampaging because the name of the film, the film is rampage. rampage. That's why I said it. Yeah, because so like the writers knew what they were doing. Aye, okay. Um, and so the Rock and Money Penny from Skyfall and Negan from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, have to band. I didn't know he was in this. Have to band together and try and stop. The, 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 animals. The, the animals from destroying the city. Hmm. They have to try and get George back to normal. That's kind of the plot. Yeah. The evil corporation is trying to get the animals to come to Chicago so that they'll... Did you... Right. Can, can I be <laughs> honest for a second? All right. You you be honest. You tell me, you tell me it's Did straight. you find elements of the plot confusing? Um, I guess, like, the corporation's motives? Hmm. We're kind of confusing. We should also say up top, I know we do spoilers on this show all the time, but just because it's a new movie, a recent film we spoilers. will just be spoiling Rampage from the get-go. Yeah, um, yeah I... Oh, should we also, should we... Because we, we haven't spoken about this, because we always this is always the thing. When we do a movie that's in the cinema, hmm. when we come out of the movie, we don't talk about it. Because we like to try and keep the conversation fresh when we get back. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Why did you not enjoy it? I thought it was very fine. I wouldn't go so far as to say I enjoyed it, but I I wasn't bored. It wasn't like because it wasn't a bad film. It mm. wasn't a badly made film. Everything moved along as it should. Pacing is relatively fast for the most part, so it's kind of hard to get bored. But I felt like that was that was all it really had going for it. Okay. <clears throat> um, I thought 
I, at first I thought like, oh, this is kind of good. They're 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 building, they're introducing the relationship between the Rock and George the Ape, hmm. and then that will come into play later. It's one scene. Yeah, it's one scene, and then the Rock goes home for his dinner, and then that's when the alien. That, well, that's when the monkey starts growing big. So you, you get one scene of them swearing at each other. Aye. And that's what we're supposed to build this kind of relationship off. So I was like, okay, we've, we've glossed over that. That's fine. Hmm. I'm excited to see some monsters fighting, though. Fuck me, it takes a long time. To yeah, get to that, it does it? take a long time. It feels the same problem as <clears throat> um, the Godzilla film, where hmm. they know... like What you're there to see. <laughs> yeah, they, they're very much trying not to blow their money, like them like money shots... To blow their big climax too early, mm. because otherwise they've got nothing to do for the rest of the film. Mm. But they're not quite sure how to divert your attention in the meantime. Yeah, it felt like it just kept going through the same motion. I, I think it happens about three times in the film where they blow up the animal, and then there's a big cloud of dust or something. And then, oh, no, they didn't kill They didn't kill it. It's still alive, and then it eats them. Uh, another thing they did a good few times in the movie was video cameras uh, of soldiers. As the, the people, hmm. like, the government are watching the cameras of these soldiers who are trying to fight the monster, and then the cameras start cutting out one by one. That exact scene happens twice in the movie. And when it hit, when it hit the first time, I'm like, okay, this is a pretty bog-standard way of, you know, showing the, the scary monster. And then they did it again later on in the film, and I was like, guys, come on now. <laughs> like, we've done this. Um, and then also, yeah, I did, I, yeah. so there was a lot of things like that. I thought it was very just repetitive. And when you got to the end, and the monsters are fighting, it was it was fine. Like, it, well, there wasn't anything in it that was too kind of earth-shattering. Mm. Um, I thought we, we, so we saw it in super screen. Yes. Which was quite fun. Hmm. Especially when the monsters roar, you could really like, you could feel the vibrations through the cinema. That yeah. was pretty intense. Um, but yeah, even when it got to the final fight, when they were, when they were fighting, there was nothing particularly special. Hmm. Um, and it mostly stayed focused on the rock for a lot of it, which I was like, yeah, this is fine. I guess it's good to try and stay with the human character, but hmm. There's not much to this guy, is there? You know what I mean? He's the only person you'd ever believe could keep up with mm. these monsters. And like, these monsters are yeah. fighting each other, and he's actually running up, running with them, with these this wolf who has these huge leaps, and he's yeah. running with them with his grenade launcher. And especially the final moment as well, where they try to convey that people have been saved. <laughs> where, you know, they're, they're, they're in amongst all this rubble, and there's no one around. And then suddenly the woman goes, oh no, he saved a bunch of people. And they turn around and there's hundreds of people all like climbing out <laughs> of this rubble. And I was like, come on, come on now. Um, here's the big disappointment. Did you think The Rock was going to get big? Or that someone was going to get big? Did you think they were going to make someone big? I thought it was a possibility, but I don't think I actually seriously thought it would I happen. I think that was what I went into hoping would happen. And then as the film went on, slowly I started to realise that it was trying to take itself a bit yeah. too seriously and it wasn't going to push it to that level of craziness. See, I didn't think it would push itself to that level of craziness before even going in. But like yeah. I did, I did wonder, like, wouldn't that be a great opportunity just to make The Rock super big? But yeah. I, think, I feel like there's not a way they could have done it without it just coming really across really terrible. stupid. Yeah. Like, really stupid. I thought maybe he would 
transform into some sort of monster or animal, maybe if they if they did do it. Yeah. Um. But I'm not familiar. Have you played the game? Because no. it's based off a video game. It's based on a video game. I've never loosely, obviously. I mean, it's a it's a big fighting game. Right. PlayStation One, I think. Oh, I don't know. Um. Or, did you notice the of all the places? Because they have to have the arcade machine in there somewhere. Yeah. Of all the places to have it, they have it in the, like the the office of the big bad corporate hmm. villain. Come on, guys. Like, is that really where you're gonna have it? You couldn't have it anywhere more that would make more sense than that. Or is it just because you kind of only had a couple of locations that are indoors? Aye. I'm fairly certain that the... So there's the two actors who play the head of the corporation. Yes. Guy that was in Scrubs for an episode. And the woman from Watchmen. <laughs> um, all of their scenes, bar maybe about 10% of them, all take place in, in this office in yeah. the office yeah I noticed that I noticed, and that's like, where they have the arcade game in case I didn't in case I, I didn't finish that thought, it's but. um weird that like for a big budget film like this it's weird when you start noticing them cutting back to the same locations mm. like it really starts to make the film feel smaller smaller yeah it really like, did yeah um okay, even though they had lab locations you think they you get them mixed up in the labs or mm. something like that but like no, they were in this one office with this Rampage arcade that managed to make itself into every single shot. Yeah. Regardless of where they pointed the camera. It was very, it was a very bizarre choice. And I found it really jarring. <laughs> I know it's a small thing, mm. but... It's very no, definitely the, 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 the whole thing of re- repeating sets, the office set, it just came up so often. Mm. And it, like you said, it became so apparent that these two characters have nothing else to do other than just stomp around going bro we gotta get the animals to come here it's called it's it's called yeah and they're very much the evil corporation they are very cartoonish and I get that the film is ridiculous anyway but they were really especially the male the guy from Scrubs Hmm. was very hamming it up he's standing there yelling at TV screens holding some sort of pastry <laughs> and a cup of coffee and because that's what evil villains do you know he's a businessman he's got to drink his coffee and eat his pastry and are the real villains the one who wears suits yeah Scott Morrison? Yeah, yeah yeah i found that really silly um and i i guess you could try to justify that as that the whole film is silly but it's really not all that silly like the rest of the film tonally it's not it's not it's not a film that's kind of going oh isn't this ridiculous Hmm. It is taking itself relatively seriously. It's doing what it. It's doing the best it can with like a ridiculous premise. Yeah. To begin with. But you would. All, I mean, then there's. But then there's characters like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character, who, <laughs> who is literally just playing Negan, and who even in scenes where buildings are being ripped apart and things like that, he's still talking to people in. These ridiculously convoluted ways of giving them nicknames and giving them, you know, he's like, hey there, Samuel Adams, you want to go ahead and see if we can get this bee out of its nest? And you're like, what are you talking about? Just talk like a normal human being. The saint's being destroyed, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> I like the fact he, his swagger allows him to walk everywhere where you can see his, his cowboy gun. buckle <laughs> and his shiny silver revolver. <laughs> 
that's that's one encompassing swagger. It doesn't matter what direction he's walking. You can see. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you if I mentioned this, but I'm the cowboy character. Yeah. I'm a cowboy. It felt it genuinely watching it. It felt like their direction for him was play Negan, but without the violent aspect of it. So just play, you know, the the fun nickname, the fun Negan who you know calls people nicknames and is a bit of an arsehole. But maybe don't be a psychopath who beats people up with a. We never uses his gun once. He has a revolver that you see every single time he's on screen, and he doesn't use it once. But oh, it was just so stressful to listen to him talk sometimes. (laughs) And I like Jeffrey D. Morgan. I feel he's underused. He was underused. There was there was an odd choice I thought they made where, in the opening of the film, when they're trying to, so they need to go get the corporation wants to get the alien technology but or the, the technology yeah. they've been working on they want to get it back and uh, it goes oh well, we got to send in the, the guys you know we used to call them what was it the, we used to call them weapons are us yeah killers so, are us killers are us which is very on the well, well he's the us and then it cuts to this guy and I recognise the actor I don't remember who he is yeah but, I um, thought he was going to be a bigger part because I yeah, did recognise so him so this is it yeah he's quite a recognisable face and, and they, build they up set it up as if yeah. he's going to be this big bad villain and then He's immediately killed off by the wolf. And I thought that was very strange. I thought he would at very least survive. Because, like, it would almost... It, in this kind of film, it would almost make sense for him to be... Hey, this wolf... These animals, they killed my whole squad. Yeah. And I need to settle that score. Yeah. And so he wants to kill George, maybe. And The Rock has to have a little tussle yeah. with him. And then George could have fought the large alligator instead of The Rock. But... <laughs> Yeah, it was just an odd choice it to sort of choice, set yeah. up this character as a big bad villain. Because they do the whole, he's walking with his back to the camera. Yeah. And, they and turn I, around and reveal. I thought he would be Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Hmm. Like, I assumed that was who he was going to be. Because I, I, like, I, I, I hadn't really, I'd seen a trailer, but I didn't really know much about the, like, I knew what the film was about, but I didn't yeah. know much in terms of the smaller details. I just knew Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in it. So when they're following this guy, the guy from behind... I was like, oh, here, here we go. Like this will be his big opening, and then he turned around. And it wasn't him, and I was so uh, confused. And then he, Jeffrey D. Morgan, doesn't come in until about 35, 40 minutes into the no, film. No, he's quite late in, very late in uh, for who then becomes one a of the relatively key player. I mean, he becomes about as key a player as Money Penny from Skyfall does. Mm. So, do you think they would have maybe just been? They should have just made that the character that you thought was Jeffrey D. Morgan. Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, he survives, and then. He's like it doesn't like it does not like he really needs to be the head of the FBI mm. or what is it head of Secret Service, OGA I think it is OGA he called it what was it other uh, other government other government agency yeah like he doesn't like he could have just still been the mercenary yeah like I don't think it's very much different it was just an odd decision to include that character and then not use him hmm. for anything other than to Why get does killed he still the laptop he takes the bad guy's laptop at one point he goes like I'll tell you what I won't arrest you uh, I'll take your la- I'll take your laptop. presumably because it has evidence on it. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But then he has the oh, he has the, the weird right. Okay. This, 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 this weird moment here where he the 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 bad the bad guy for the corporation comes down. He's all nervous and stuff. He's trying to run away from the the animals. And Jeffrey D. Morgan, he's got this like you're saying as uh, playing an Egan. He's got this sneaky, smirky, snarky vibe yeah. about him. And he's like, I tell you what, son, I won't arrest you if you give me your laptop. Uh-huh. And then he like Jeffrey D. Morgan's all sneaky, snarky, and then you're like, oh, he's got something up his sleeve. He knows he's got a plan here. Jeffrey D. Morgan has a plan, yeah. and then the, the corporate bad guy runs out the building, and gets flattened. 
by debris. And you're like, oh, Jeffrey D. Morgan a didn't have a plan. horrifying moment, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey D. Morgan didn't have a plan. He just watches this guy get crushed by debris out of nowhere. You see the blood spurt. Yeah. And Jeffrey D. Morgan's like, comeuppance. Yeah. yeah. And then he makes a little snarky joke about it. Yeah. And here, that, in a way, is where I think another one of my huge complaints about this film comes from. Is genuinely no nothing feels real at all. So in that scene, it really stands out, I think. Because in that scene, you have them stand... The, the building is falling apart. It is on the verge of crumbling down and completely collapsing. And this corporate businessman is trying to run out of there. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan just comes swaggering in <laughs> real slowly. And not a care in the world Revolver that the building is literally about to come down. Like, rocks are crumbling around them and everything... It's very dangerous, and they're just swaggering about, just having their little conversation. And I said to you, the first thing I said when the movie ended was, "In the obviously, obviously the rock cannot be there when the giant monsters are fighting, because giant monsters aren't real, so it's all CGI. And so it's just that he's green screened in, and he's so blatantly obviously green screened in. And I think the reason it's so noticeable is at the end... The very last shot of the film is the three main characters kind of walking through the debris. Clearly none of it's real. Hmm. And I I was like, the least you could have done is maybe just built a little bit of a set. A little bit of debris for them to walk in front of, in front of a green screen. So that at least looks like there's a physical element to it. But they don't even, they don't bother with that. And so what ends up happening is in that last half of the movie... No one ever feels that like they're in genuine danger because it's so obvious that they're not there. Um, and I think, like I said, that scene with Jeffrey D. Morgan, that really <laughs> e- exaggerates that. Um, even their little plan, when the building is collapsing, The Rock and Naomi Harris get into a helicopter that is, the tail is broken. And they say, oh, we're not going to fly it, we're going to crash it. We're going to, like, ride the building down in this helicopter. But I didn't really understand that plan because they take off from the building. Yeah, and and then fall with the And then fall... But they don't fall, like, on the building or anything. They take off as the before the building collapses. So that I don't understand how that plan works because surely you'd still be hitting the ground at the same speed. I don't know. <laughs> My Science. helicopter physics is... But do you get limited. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know it's what you mean. Nothing... Like, it seems like he just ended up flying. Yeah, nobody... No one ever feels that like they're in any genuine danger. And it was the same when... And I get... You know... I get that it's a 12A and stuff, but... Like, even just when, when, the, when the big alligators... Powering through, build, through office buildings. Just tearing through them. They're cutting to the insides of offices and there's nobody there. Yet, at the end of the movie, we're supposed to... You know, they have this moment where people are climbing out of the rubble and things like that <laughs> because they've apparently been there the whole time. It's just not very well done. No. It makes... They, these small things do make the film feel smaller. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's... it's Like, the fucking... The way that, like, the DC movies have chickened out after the way people reacted to Man of Steel yeah. where, you know, now... You can't have anyone in any real danger. But you can't diff- have anyone getting hurt by the. The big difference between this and Man of Steel. Yeah, it's because these is are. That, this is a, yeah, yeah, animals yeah, fighting you. each other. Like, they're in the Man of Steel. Um, they, there's a person there who's supposed to save them. Yeah, but what I meant was in the after their because the, their reaction to that was well in in 
Batman vs Superman, we need to make it clear that yeah. they're fighting in an abandoned yeah. place. And, and even, that's what it feels like. It feels like Chicago is empty. Yeah, it, it, they even do it in like Age of Ultron, Avengers, yeah. where they they make it very clear that everyone has to get off the island first. Uh-huh. But like the the whole to me the whole controversy of Man of Steel killing off all these people was that Superman is supposed to be a hero who saves them. In Rampage, it's a disaster film. Yeah. So like it, like if people die that's kind of a result of the fact it's a disaster and i don't know maybe it's because they wanted to make it light-hearted mm. but um you don't ronan emmerich doesn't worry about that sort of stuff when he's that's it he just fucking go he's yeah. got people like dying all over the place that's kind of the cathartic nature of a disaster yeah. film is watching all this whole sort of system destroy itself but it's as if films are getting too chicken about that now because yeah. of the way people react but why would you care about how people react to rampage <laughs> you know what i mean Unless they're planning a sequel. Oh, they definitely are. Um, if this makes money, they will. Yeah. Which, granted, we were there in the middle of the day today. But, boy, boy, we're I in the middle of the day quiet. on an Easter holiday. That's true. And I think it was noticeably quiet because we were in the biggest screen in the cinema. Yeah. And it was there was maybe about <laughs> 20 people there. Aye. It was a huge screen. Um, huge screen, yeah. Because they, they let George live at the end. George lives. So that you could imagine... Imagine... It would make a fucking brilliant film series. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his giant gorilla go and fight various things. That would be fun. Yeah. I'd watch it, (laughs) admittedly. But can we talk about Naomi Harris? Go on. Is she a good actress? I... Now, it's kind of special. <laughs> we, I feel like we're being mean to a lot of people yeah. in Hollywood right now, but none of them are going to hear it. But she's in a lot of films now, isn't she? Well, she, is she, though? She was in something I was watching the other day. What was it? All I properly know her from is the Bond movies, Nelson, the Nelson Mandela film, and then this. There was something else she was in recently that I was watching, and mm. I was very obviously her. Ah, oh, I, I feel like she's actually. I feel like it might have even been a cinema film. Might have even been in the cinema. Let's Google it. I don't like her as Money Penny. I feel the same way. But I, I think the my main problem is that when she had banter with James Bond, I just felt it fell flat. Yeah. It really does. And um, maybe that's not necessarily her fault. Oh, fuck. She's the mother in Moonlight. Okay. Is there nothing else she's in recently? No, because like, Moonlight wasn't that recent. Moonlight's re- pretty recent. Well, like last year, I, but not. I'm, I thought... No. Maybe I've watched something else with her in it. Wasn't Collateral Beauty, was it? No. We should do that at some point. We should do that at some point. That's kind of the... No, Moonlight isn't your story. She's very good in Moonlight. Hmm. I'll give her that. She is good at Moonlight. So maybe I should. So be maybe like over maybe over. James Bond isn't her fault. Maybe like she and her and her and Daniel Craig just don't have a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Uh, maybe the writing for that because they scene. really try to hit up because obviously the thing with Money Penny and the older films yeah. was you know they had that sort of sexual tension where they were always just quipping hmm. back and forth. But whereas I feel that Skyfall especially really tries to hit home that it is like. Uh, incredibly sexually charged but yeah I agree with you I just don't feel like they have too much I was a bit disappointed when they said oh she's money penny and I was like oh come on don't bring her back yeah you don't want them to bring money penny back no no I wanted to bring I don't mind bringing money penny back just not her as money penny Mm. or at least fix her fucking the banter between her and Bob because like like you feel like Bond's banter with money penny is kind of 
like a big. Part I also of think that that was maybe a a, a, a thing of its time. Yeah, you know I mean, I feel that we've, you know, the way that kind of things have progressed now, it does feel a bit weird to still have him very sexually aggressively sort of coming on to this secretary that they were, but then you know. that was the point of the film of making her more of a an ex-agent mm. well that's it they, they they try to give her something to do inspector don't they they try to give everybody something to do inspector and that's why i don't think specter works too well yeah it's because these characters who should kind of just be in it for bit parts are now at the forefront hmm it doesn't work because nobody really cares about money penny <laughs> or q you know i mean it's, it's you want to see bond yeah. off doing things, yeah but... but we're not talking about james bond right now. <laughs> i do um i just yeah i just found in this her character is such a weird introduction in this she like her character's introduction is a metaphor for her character because she wakes up late and uh-huh. starts phoning and like all almost like her literally the actress has gone oh my god i'm supposed to be in this film yeah Oh, I'll phone and get involved. And then she just turns up doing The Rock Johnson's tour. And you have no idea who she is. And like, I know everything. I promise. Here we yeah. go. Here and Oh, but I'm not going to help you because it's top secret. I don't worry. I'm going to help yeah, you. Yeah, that was, that was something I thought about. Is that she, she says to him, I can't tell you that. It's classified. And then the very next scene, she tells him everything. No, like the next the next second. Yeah. It's not even the next scene. Yeah. It's within that scene she starts talking about um, giant, like the animals turn giant and aggressive. It's almost um, like the film is trying to move at too fast a pace where it doesn't even take a second to realise that it's condescending itself in a way. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it's... She's... Her character is so bizarre. It's very shooed in like love interest. The, oh, I didn't even consider it <laughs> as a love interest until that last scene. They were very flat. I don't want to... I don't want to diss her as an actress because that's twice I've said that she's had flat banter with someone yeah. that's not necessarily her fault Spectre and this film <laughs> did she have good uh, did she have good uh, on screen banter with Idris Elba as Nelson Mandela <laughs> not seen that one actually I have I didn't enjoy it no but I couldn't tell you why because I haven't seen it in about four years I've heard a lot of the I haven't soundtrack. seen it since it came out mm. so. I've heard a lot of the soundtrack it's got like there's an album for um, that Idris Elba wrote is there yeah, and he wrote. He's written. He actually writes some songs on it. And actually, like one of them in particular, "You Give Me Love," is like a fucking old school blues song that he yeah. wrote. And it's fucking. Do you think his rap name would be Big Driss? We can only hope. Can only hope. We can only campaign. <laughs> um, Big Drizzle. <laughs> Big Drizzle. Big Drizzle kicks for shizzle, my drizzle. Um, the gunslinger. He wasn't that, wasn't he? The Fun Slinger. Oh, you wanted that as rap name? Okay. Um, but anyway, I just... Yeah, I don't know. At the yeah, her, Naomi yeah. Harris just doesn't... She kind of comes out of me, nowhere. Like, she doesn't... She really doesn't do much. No. This felt like... Especially coming off of Moonlight. Felt like a huge step down. Yeah, because she's great. Moonlight would have opened so many doors. But yeah. now she's in Rampage. Guess she's got to cut a paycheck. Hopefully, her next film will be a bit so that you can smaller. do Moonlight too. <laughs> Gotta find out if they bang at the end. <laughs> Presumably, they do. Um, yeah, so it's kind of yeah, like she, they just don't give her character anything to do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Jeffrey but D. No Morgan one... gets more to do than she. Yeah, does. but then we don't really understand what Jeffrey D. Morgan was doing. <laughs> so, but she feels like he's doing more because she's just kind of following the rock around and almost just there to react to the yeah. rock. Yeah, basically. 
And then at the end, a kind of shooed in romance. Oh, look at all the chemistry yeah. we didn't have. I, like I said, I never considered them as a romantic pairing until that. Like, I didn't even think the movie was trying to go for that. And I don't even know if it necessarily is. I think that maybe is just the monkey making a joke. Because hmm. the monkey makes a joke that they're going to bang. The monkey. Incidentally, the monkey. Very articulate, this ah, monkey. He is a good speaker in terms ah, of sign language. Like, he's basically a whole He understands, character. like, he understands joke delivery. It's <laughs> uh, fascinating. It's crazy because I always thought, like, one of the big things that, like, fascinated people who studied communication with um, animals was when, like, they teach an ape sign, like, is trying to get the ape to ask a question. Yeah. Like the idea of um, the ape realizing that you have knowledge that it doesn't. What is my purpose? <laughs> but like the monkey's asking, oh, are you going to fuck? I don't know. Yeah. yeah what's what's like... happening around here? <sighs> Did you cry? Did he cry? Yeah. Like, he's, he's fucking all about the questions. He's he's like socratic yeah. conversations throughout the whole of the film. I guess you have to just accept this world where monkeys are basically talk there was a thing we what was it we were talking about okay here's the thing this is a total tangent right but this is something that i think would be interesting to talk about right now just because i want to talk about with you and it's my podcast whatever so me and uh, me and michael kelly friend right. of the podcast michael kelly watched a film the other night called the black coat's daughter okay. uh, which is all about which was all about satanism okay. and all about devil worship and there is a character who becomes possessed by the devil or by a demon in the film and in the latter half of the film, a priest exercises her, like attempts to get the demon out of her. And she starts floating. And the priest doesn't react to that as if it's strange. He reacts to that as if it's part of just the ritual. And it got me thinking about this movie, which is kind of aside from the, the demon, the fact that this girl is supposed to be possessed by a demon, is grounded in the real world. Yet in this world, that happening is something that the priest just accepts as normal. Whereas, if that were to happen in our world, if that happened, that would freak the fuck out of anybody. Yeah. And it got me thinking about movies like that, where it was something I've never thought about before, where little elements like that almost make it feel like another world, if that makes sense. Because there's almost, in almost every horror film, there's a bit where the characters end up getting to the expert Mm. who is able to explain exactly what the thing is mm. and they're mm. never surprised I guess it's because like in the, that world there is more concrete evidence that like Satan and God exist yeah. so there's a stronger faith because like in that world if faith is enough to exercise a demon out of a person yeah, then that must mean faith is strong enough for a minister to feel it and then a minister wouldn't be surprised when he displays that faith and it does something. I guess that's true, yeah. But then in this world, like, it's more uh, ambiguous unless you really do feel it, then good mm-hmm. for you. Have a nice time. Mm-hmm. Well done. But, like, it's more ambiguous and more people lose faith and stuff like that. And it's not true. Because, well, the, the thing is, there was another one that came up in recently. Uh, me and, F- well, she hasn't been on the podcast yet. She will be, though. So could, we could call Leona a friend of the podcast. Leona, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Leona. Um, we. Just because we wanted to laugh, we watched Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension recently. All right. And the plot of that film is that the people move into the house and they find a camera in the house, and the camera picks up uh, otherworldly things, so it can kind of see ghosts. 
or you know it can see extraterrestrial things on the camera it can see energy that you the human eye can't see and that mm. a normal camera can't see and they fir- the characters first discover this and uh one of his friends comes over and he's talking to her about the camera and they are just she is just so very casually as they're just looking at the camera she's like yeah well it's very clearly you know picking up uh like astral pro- projections and uh you know it's clearly seen into the spirit world and they're just kind of like yeah yeah like very a very casual conversation and so i again i said to leona i was like so in this world is this just all accepted as normal or like what's going on like or is it just the way that you know a psychic could talk about something like that and make it sound Hmm. real and genuine when it's not it's bullshit no offense to anyone unless you're a psychic i just don't believe in it but no offense to anyone who does everyone's entire everyone's different everyone can believe what they want to believe but it's important to our conversation that we that we're having right now that make it clear that i don't necessarily think it believes and so to hear people talk about it as if it's it's real as if you just accept that it's very bizarre and so it just yeah it got me thinking about that and so with that with what you were saying with this with this this film with the ape kind of asking questions and things like that it's you just have to almost accept yeah. that, yeah. Because it's like it's it's because it's it's one of those things where they take like the the pseudo signs, they take something and they they stretch it out a little. Like it is possible for apes to learn sign language. Yeah. It's just not possible for apes to be able to hold a full conversation. Yeah. Like apes do a sign asking for a banana, and because they know that that's what it need takes yeah. to get given a banana, and not like having a fucking sexual gestures. Oh, are you going to fuck Neo and Watts? Go on. Yeah. Are you going to fuck her? Are you going to fuck Neo and That's a good, good bet. Yeah. They de- what was it you said? They definitely went for an early lunch that day. <laughs> well, there was four writers. This film was four writers. That's where we're at now as well. It's no one's vision. <laughs> this is, that's, this film is no one's vision. No. <laughs> yeah. It's very much a corporation who have to make a film and in the corner of their office is the Rampage Arcade <laughs> and they're like do you know what I've got a good idea lads I've got a good idea um, I'd also recommend The Black Coat's Daughter it was really good cool that does sound good I'll leave it at that Satanism I'm into it yeah well it's it's all about um, it's about these two girls who go to a boarding school and um, the end of term is there and so they're all supposed to get picked up on the Friday but there's two girls whose parents don't show up for them and so the, the the boarding school is kind of, it's like a Catholic school, so it's run by nuns. Hmm. And so some of the nuns are say, well, well, we'll stay behind and look after you at the school until your parents turn up on the Friday. And there's all these kind of rumors, sort of what sound like childish rumors of, oh, I heard the nuns are into, you know, they're really into Satanism. They're actually into Satanism. And it turns out that some of that might not all be fake and lies. And, uh, it was very very cool. It was a strange one because there wasn't really, there weren't, there wasn't really much characterization, okay, or a whole lot of plot. But it does a really good job of just creating this kind of mood piece of a film, where it just creates this very tense atmosphere, this very uneasy atmosphere, and just holds you in that for an hour and a half, and builds to some quite kind of intense sequences, and um. The kind of revelation of what the film is about in the ending is kind of 
you know, just sort of put together visually. It's not really ever explicitly said. And I really liked that about it. It was a really, really good film. The I've actually thought about it quite a lot the past couple of days. So if anything comes out of this episode, I'd strongly remind it. So it's actually on Netflix. It's called February. Okay. I guess everywhere else in the world it's called The Black Coat's Daughter. But in the UK it's called February. February. Yeah. Um, but I would very strongly recommend watching it. It is on Netflix. It will take you an hour and a half to watch if you like weird horror movies, creepy kind of satanic witchy stuff. I would strongly recommend giving it a go. Cool. It's called February. We're talking about the, the <laughs> film we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Um, so, we, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, we saw this director's last film. Did we? I think so. I'm pretty sure this is the guy who directed San Andres. Yeah, that would make sense. Because um, that was also bland and boring as well. <laughs> also has that cartoon. Remember it was um, Mr. Reed's, uh, Reed Richards from Fantastic Four. Yeah. And he was the stepdad. And he yes. shoved someone into a tsunami. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And then a... he got his comeuppance on a bridge, I think. Mm. Wasn't David Cross in that film? Ooh. Was he not a was he not a scientist? That does sound familiar. Yeah, because it did not have oh, Paul Giamatti. That was it. it was Paul Giamatti? It wasn't David Cross. Because um, I'm just I've got him on the mind because we watched the rest of the belt. <laughs> because Paul Giamatti, I'm pretty sure Paul Giamatti has almost that classic disaster film line where uh, he's like he's figured out that the earthquakes in the San Andres are going to happen, and they're like, um. Get me the phone. And the guy's like, who do you want to call? And then he turns around, dramatic pause. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. It's, it's good because Paul Giamatti can deliver it. Yeah. He can deliver it, but... It I felt that... Thing. I think San Andreas had the same problem. There's a lot of this disaster. Well, actually, no, you know what? I think maybe thinking back, I think you got a little bit more of a sense of people being in danger in San Andreas than you do in this. Hmm. But San Andreas turns into... <laughs> I mean, what the remember? What, I, no, we've seen this movie once, which yeah. was what, like three years ago or something? Oh, a wee while ago. It turns into, aren't they? There's the big tsunami, and then they have to, like, take a boat through Los Angeles. Did they take a helicopter? Am I entirely off? I'm sure they take a boat. Maybe, they probably do, actually. I can't remember. I don't remember. I see San Andreas. I thought had the blandness of some, like typical disaster films. Yeah, but I thought this would fix it by having a giant gorilla in it. Yeah, and a giant alligator and a giant wolf. Mm. I thought that would fix it because then, really like, matter. you have to do something exciting with these characters because they are conscious beings that have to yeah. do something. But nah, they don't. Yeah, this is my thing is that it. It's not even. It wasn't even fun. Like I said, I wasn't bored, mm. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was fun to watch. No. There was no... Like, I would describe, like, the ultimate kind of fun film or something would... And this is how I'm going to bring it back. Is something like Con Air. Hmm. Where Con Air is dumb nonsense. But has really fun characters in it. And you kind of understand where all the characters are coming from. Uh, And everyone's clearly just having a great time being in the movie. And has lots of really creative action sequences and even though it's nonsense like there's that whole sequence in con air where the soldiers are coming to the the the, the you know where, where is it they're hiding at one point in the film they're hiding in the garb like the old just sort of garbage dump 
basically. And it's like the, the, the soldiers come through this completely bottlenecked little path where the, the prisoners can all shoot them. And I'm like, the army would never do that. They would look <laughs> at that and be like, we definitely can't send our men through there. It's just so stupid. But you just, ex- it's just, you get so wrapped up in Connor that it's just such good fun mm. to watch anyway. They don't make the sort of fun films on That's that it, level they don't. It, there, there's, which is why my problem is, is a lot of the time I think when people say that a film is fun a lot of the time i'm just like i just don't think it was Hmm. like and this is one i think this is one of those ones where people are going to say that and i'm going to be like really just think about it like is this fun because there's a lot of jokes in this movie danny now granted we were in a quiet cinema but i didn't hear anyone laughing no and i certainly i don't think i laughed once except for one of that sort of moment at the end but i was more laughing at just how dumb it was rather than (laughs) Um, there was a couple of I, I laughed at the shot his um, fucking parachute shot well yeah but again that that's funny. not to be laughed at you no know? That, that's, yeah, that's just, not what that's, that's just for. a kind of poorly executed like decision no um, yeah like it's it's what makes me whether these because they don't give them characters because like what you would what most people would consider the sort of typical fun film now that comes out they're making the most money are superhero films and yeah i always think that maybe the success of superhero films is that by having this character with this these strong sense of identity mm. and even strong visually you are forced to write a character yeah even if it's a comic book character and it's like deliberately like um amped up or exaggerated or anything like that maybe that's what keeps superheroes successful yeah. because you have to write a person whereas Rampage is very much written with the idea of like Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. People just want to see the monsters. Yeah, right? yeah. They're like to they make this monster film with these, and like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's like, hey, he's the star who could bring in the audience mm-hmm. to say, hey, he's charismatic, get them through it. But like, there's no sense of his character. Like, he's playing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We've not referred to him once yeah. in his name. Whereas you, when you're watching Captain America: Civil War, you don't go, well, then Chris Evans goes off yeah, and does yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Evans goes off and does that. But there's also that thing of. Uh, like I, you know, I think Guardians of the Galaxy Two is fun, but I could tell you like a thousand reasons why I think that's a really great movie, and it's the same with you know Captain America movies, and um, uh, you know other Marvel films that are fine, I guess. <laughs> but whereas with this, if someone was turning around to me and be like, "Yeah, it was fun," I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, but what? El- like, what else was it? Was hmm. it was it anything else? I don't know. I just." Just annoys me. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's a disappointment for characters. It is. It's just there just really was nothing to this at all. It was just kind of a bunch of action sequences that weren't that much different from anything that's been done before. A lot of them were just repeated. And then when you got to the end, when you finally saw the monsters fight, it just really was nothing that it's nothing that great. Nothing we haven't seen done a thousand times better. I haven't seen Pacific Rim too, but I'm, I imagine it's probably way more hmm. exciting. Is that good? I've not heard it. I've not seen it. it. I don't know. Don't know if any. I actually, yeah, I, I haven't even read to see if it's apparently Aye. good or not. Yeah, I just don't care. Hi. <laughs> um. Yeah. Kong Skull Island's the better monkey movie. Kong Skull Island is the better monkey way movie. Better. That way is way better. That is very good. That's a. V- like that's a fun film. That's a fun they, film. They like largely filmed that on location in Vietnam. Did they? Yeah, I watched the bonus features. 
Because I got it on Blu-ray for my Christmas. I was about to say, was it in Vietnam? It wasn't in Vietnam. It wasn't set no, in Vietnam. It was. <laughs> set in but they shot it largely in Vietnam on location. That's quite interesting because obviously... Because it has such a unique look yeah, to it. You've kind of never seen something like that mm. on film before. But also, like, Skull Island is supposed to be a throwback to Vietnam films. Yeah. So it's quite, like, it's very on point, like, that they would, like, on purpose, sorry, that they would shoot it in Vietnam. Yeah. What I meant by when I said there's none like that been on foot, I meant more that it's got such a unique kind of landscape to hmm. it. That it does, it feels like a place that's been created from scratch by people to look like Skull Island. Yeah. And so it was just, bat- like, crazy to me to see that they are genuinely on location in yeah. Vietnam. Skull Island's good. And that made me just appreciate it, like, a lot more. And I've I've come to really grow to really love that film, even though it's dumb and has no characters it's just got caricatures hmm. um i still really like that movie a lot but if you want yeah that's the contemporary giant monster i film. feel like that yeah i feel like i'd point to that as being a fun movie hmm. kong skull island i feel would be a good example of a modern fun movie yeah i'm, um, I'm on board with that but uh so yeah f- f- i guess final thoughts on rampage i still enjoyed it i still enjoyed watching it but i don't like like it wasn't it's never going to be on my mind ever again yeah. except when i edit this yeah i came out of it and i i felt no no more enriched than i was before i saw it i like the rock it i will have forgotten all about it by this time tomorrow <laughs> but maybe when i'm in la i'll think about naomi harris's messy flat where uh-huh. she was and then she Feels all the coffee cups to see how much coffee's in them. And then one of them has a little bit of coffee and she just takes a drink of it. And I thought, oh, well, that's cold. So maybe there'll be like a weird bit where she'll do like a spit take or something. But no, she just... Or they even, like, because it introduces her as a disorganized, messy character. And then she's never disorganized and messy in the rest of the film ever. Like, no, she literally has... Yeah. Yeah. She has no need to be disorganized or messy. Seems very on point. Seems very well researched. Uh, well done, Naomi Harris. Now get out. <laughs> Go do better films. Um. Okay. Yeah, for Nazas. That's Rampage. So that was fun. We kind of just did that one because I would because we both wanted to see it. Yeah. And it's the last chance I have. Oh, there's away. other things. So we've got well, there's two other films we have our eyes on. I don't know if we'll do them for second opinion, but like this is the first of like. Then there's Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist. Are you excited for Hurricane Heist? I, Does it actually have a famous person in it? Like, I'm sure... I don't know. I've not, I've not seen the trailer. Well, I've seen a trailer, but it's always on mute. Like, okay. there's always, like, adverts on the set, on, like, uh, like those moving adverts on the subway and things like that. Okay. Uh, like, the video ones. There'll be one of those, but obviously it's mute. So you'll just see, like, a few seconds of clip. I'm like, what is going on there? And then, Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist. Um, and Meg. The Meg, Meg I'm very excited about. I love the marketing's been on point. Every single post I've yeah. seen just emphasizing how big the shark yeah. is. I'm genuinely excited for Meg. I'm really excited. Um I love a good Jason Statham movie. Love a good monster movie. I'm all about it. Bring it on. Yeah. Um But yeah, who knows? We might not do those for second opinion, but we'll definitely watch Well them. we'll definitely we'll probably mention even if it's I'm not watching end. Hurricane Heist by myself. So. No. Um yeah cool and that's the episode for this week wonderful uh if you want to get in contact with us contact us at second opinion um on facebook or twitter second opinion pod at second with a two scott morrison you're gonna be here for the next i'm not gonna be here for three weeks i won't be here for the next episode 
and probably not the one after that. I'll probably be gone for two. Yo, I thought you said you'd be gone. Hang on, you, if you're gone for three, this counts as one because this will be two weeks from. I would say I'll, I'm, there's a good chance I'll be gone for the next two episodes. Yeah, most likely. Yes. Yes. So I'll. I'll... But we'll just find out. But I'll definitely be gone for the next one. Yeah. You need to find a replacement. Yeah, but who are you uh... thinking? I've don't want to spoil it. Have oh, you got someone? I've got someone in oh, the bag. all right. I've got someone in the bag, so uh, come back uh, in the, uh, for the next episode yep. and see who I found. Uh, I, won't, I, won't get, I won't tell you who it is. I might, I'm not going to call it. Just plans fall through. I'm not going to call it. It's Edgar, episode. right? It's Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Scott Pilgrim and that's the first person I thought of. Good job. Uh, there's two Edgar Wright posters in here. Yeah, but that that means craning my neck to look. Yeah, and plus one. you got Kevin, big bad, yeah. bad bloke Kevin Spacey up there. Nobody wants to talk about him. Uh, rock and roll. With that, everyone, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock the rock. The rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And roll. Enjoy J.K. Simmons. Eat your J.K. Simmons. See you have you on